the diamond, I realized that I had to be The Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. I'm holding a pair of black, size seven and a half, leather shoes from Clark's. They are sensible shoe, but they sort of a sensible shoe that wants to be stylish. They've got enough detail on them to try and be a little bit non-conforming, but yet they, they, you, they don't stand out too much. They're strong, they're solid, they definitely keep your feet dry. And they're comfy, actually. The leather's very soft. Yeah, they're, they're a man's shoe. A shoe for a man who does his job, goes to work, gets it done. Good shoe. These shoes belong to Eunice Dudwala. This is his story. Usually people only think about themselves as physical beings. But anyone who's been in the hospital for 24 hours you have so much time to think about your life and where it's going. Many, many people start thinking about their spirituality and if they're religious, then they might start thinking about their religion. You hear so many patients who say, you know, that one week in hospital changed my life. My name is Imam Yunus Dudwala. I'm the Head of Chaplaincy and Bereavement Services at Bart's Health NHS Trust, which is based in central London and east London. I manage a team of around 15 chaplains. There are a couple of Muslim chaplains, there are a couple of Roman Catholic chaplains, there are four or five uh, Church of England chaplains and a Jewish chaplain. So the team comprises of different faiths, different denominations, and it's across four different sites. So it's a challenge to manage the chaplaincy, but it's a very satisfying and rewarding challenge. Okay, if you can sit down. Across the sites, there are Roman Catholic Mass four or five times a week in different hospitals. There are Church of England services. Um, and the Friday Muslim service on a Friday. Chaplains are usually on call 24-7. So this morning I've had a call from one of the patients whose family member has delivered in the maternity department and they want me to come and do some prayers which is kind of a ritual within Islam to say the call of prayer in the ear of the baby. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, unfortunately, we had a family who had a stillbirth. Um, she delivered about seven months and one of the things that I do in the hospital is wash the baby for them, I shroud the baby, prepare the baby so that they can, and then arrange the funeral for them so that they can then take the baby to the cemetery and the funeral service can take place as soon as possible. So there's different things that 
we get called for. I received a call, another call this morning from another hospital, which is part of our trust, where a young woman, she's got three or four children, I think. I went to see her a couple of weeks ago, and she has deteriorated, and she's very young, and she's dying of cancer. And she'd like to see me today, so I'm going to go to the hospital later on, see the family, see the children. The day varies. It could be staff, it could be family, it could be patients, it could be just a random person walking down the corridor. But it's about trying to care for them from a spiritual perspective, from a religious perspective and a pastoral perspective. Anyone who doesn't have a faith, we will not approach them from a religious perspective, we will approach them from a human perspective to make them feel much more positive about the experience that they are facing whilst they are in the hospital. اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك اللهم لك الشكر كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك. It's an honor to be supporting somebody who's let us into their lives at this most critical moment of their lives. So absolutely, it's a privilege, it's an honor, and you can't imagine the feeling that you have when you've supported someone. But it's not something that you take away and think, you know, I'm someone great. It's a humbling experience that, you know, this is how life is. Life is here today, gone tomorrow. And it helps you to reflect upon your own life that, you know, what are you doing for humanity? What are you doing for people? And are you making the most of the time that you have in this world? اللهم اشفها عند الشافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر السقما يا الله يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله you are the one who gives us illnesses but you are the one who cures those illnesses as well يا الله this servant of yours يا الله she is suffering from some kind of pain some kind of illness والله you are the one who knows there's been so many families that I've supported over the years but couple stick out for example there was a a mother who was dying in the hospital and she had only one daughter and they didn't have much family and uh, the daughter asked me to support her and pray for her mother so I went quite regularly and then when she passed away I ensured that all the paperwork was done all the funeral arrangements were done I came into chaplaincy around 18, 19 years ago. I started as a volunteer and then eventually the post of head of chaplaincy came up. It was advertised for the first time ever in this country that it was open to any faith and we do have a large majority of Muslim community within this area so I applied and I became the first uh, person from a minority faith, from a Muslim faith to become head of chaplaincy in the NHS in February 2003. And I, th- I think it was pioneering and I think it, it brought about a big change in perspective in terms of chaplaincy and people were talking about it and rightly so. Um, and I'm really proud that I was the first person who became the chaplaincy head from a minority faith. Some of the staff are very reliant on chaplaincy, especially when there's a traumatic event. So whenever there's a paediatric A&E emergency, blue call, and the A&E paediatric staff have to deal with a baby death, 
they definitely will call upon chaplaincy to support them because for them it just brings them calm in a very very distressing situation if i go back 18 19 years ago i think as a young person who'd come into this work from a seminary and i think there's a lot of mistakes that i think i would have made at the time i think i was very judgmental but i think the experience in the hospital has helped me to realize that fault of mine secondly i think it was very difficult at the beginning to sit with someone um you don't you're not experienced enough to know what to say and you're always scared to say the wrong thing but as time goes on you learn what to say what not to say when to say how to say and these are all skills that you develop uh, as time goes on and i think all my learning has been experiential and it has helped me so much that now lots of staff whenever there's a emergency or a very difficult issue they will call upon me and then they will just say now we don't have to worry you know lots of people ask me that how do you cope because um, lots of chaplains they they have supervision and they have time where they can reflect upon their practice i don't have supervision and that's my own choice but the reason is because i think i have a very good family i have strong family and i'm able to forget everything what happened in the hospital when i go back home with the children with the family and that takes me away from the challenging work that i've done during the day in this hospital because of the diversity that we have within our teams what we have done in we have monthly team meetings and at the end of each meeting we have decided that one of the faiths will talk about their faith and something which uh, others might not have known before so the jewish rabbi will mention about the passover um i will mention about the hajj and what it signifies and the roman catholic uh, priest might mention about the last rites and why it's important to the roman catholic tradition so that way we're all learning about each other we're talking uh, with each other um next to each other and i think that's uh, extremely powerful so in the hospital um i've received quite a few awards chairman's awards um uh, certificates for the chaplaincy department but i think the best recognition came in 2010 when nationally i was voted the nhs employee of the year that was amazing that was uh, out of the blue but it just shows how people value the care which is provided by chaplaincy and chaplains across the country when i was 10 i was thinking of becoming a reporter Yeah so I was I was thinking of becoming a journalist uh when I was 16 I was thinking of becoming a lawyer or a barrister and I think I still have some traits um uh, inquisitive mind um but here I am in a hospital supporting patients and staff and families and I wouldn't change it for the world Eunice's story was produced by Rachel Simpson. His shoes are part of a growing collection of footwear hosted by the Empathy Museum's A Mile in My Shoes exhibition. The shoes and stories come from all over the world. 
follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram to find out where we're going next.